Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Ricky, how you doing, Robbie boy? Doing well, doing well, my friend. What up, everybody? I'm Rob Brandt. I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. And you are listening to the Brothers Brandt podcast. This is episode number two. Don't we, sur- we survived episode one. You're back for more. We got some good action. Uh, we're coming in hot, baby. We're coming in hot. Watch out. All right. So episode two, guys. This one is called Wisconsin Packers Brewers Beers and Brats. A quick little recap before we dive into this episode uh, from episode number one. As you guys know, if you're following along, this is our epic sports road trip. Ten games, ten days in the Midwest. Um, First ever for Rick and myself. Uh, To recap episode one, we went to the Detroit Tigers game. Uh, Had a blast there. We went to the Michigan Wolverines game. It was it was awesome. It was a thriller down to the down to the last play of the game. Um, we wear the home team's apparel in every game that we go to because we're from the Northeast and we just want to root for the home team. So we yeah, are two and zero. The Tigers won and the Michigan Wolverines won. And now and then we got our car towed and I'm out two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> so far, so good. Yep, 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 yep. So. Um, Head into Milwaukee with a full head of steam after the after the Michigan game, and this trip is not an easy trip. You're actually going all the way around uh, one of the Great Lakes, I think uh, Michigan, and it's five hours from Ann Arbor to Milwaukee. Um, now we were heading to Milwaukee, and we were going to stay with one of our uh, good friends, younger brothers. And I'm going to pass this off to Rick. I want you to explain who this who this legend is you're right you're right i'll I'll give you the floor 
legendary doesn't even begin to describe Mr. Craig Piggs because he was the MVP host of the trip. Like I said, in episode one, that's one of our favorite parts is staying with friends and family and friends of friends and sometimes just straight up strangers along our journey. It makes for fun stories and uh, just lifelong memories. So after we, like Rob said, cruised out of Detroit and Michigan, we headed up to Milwaukee. Our buddy, his younger brother, was at school in Marquette, beautiful city in Milwaukee. And Golden Eagles. That's right. We stayed with him for, I think it was three straight days, and he couldn't have been a more gracious host. He was b- bouncing back and forth between classes, and uh, when he could, he joined us for some fun, but he, was, he, he rolled out the red carpet for us. He had the cheese spreads, the beer options. And uh, it was just a really wonderful, comforting spot to to rest our heads at night after long, long days traveling up to Green Bay and then going to a Brewers game. But again, awesome. We couldn't be more appreciative for his graciousness. And uh, Rob, tell him what we did once we got there. So we hung out at, uh, at Craig's and the dude had like four couches in this sprawling apartment. He was living like a king at Marquette. And uh, we just we just set up. We had a great time. I mean, I mean, he knew we were coming in from New Jersey. He's got a couple of roommates from Wisconsin. They wanted to show us all the beers and cheeses and brats. And they had a smorgasbord lined up for us. Um, and we enjoy and, and, and uh, we, we enjoyed a little beer and a little little cheese and brats that night, uh, Saturday night. And then, but we, everybody knew that we had to get up early. We were on this epic road trip. Uh, the, his roommates were in full support of it, which was clutch. And um, we got up bright and early the next day because we got to head up to Lambeau, which is like an hour and a half away from Milwaukee. And we got up at the crack of dawn. And you know how we like to get to the games early. So we went to uh, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I, you know, Rick and I have a love-hate relationship as brothers, and I think anybody that has a sibling knows um, that they can be your best friend one moment, but then they can really get on your nerves the next. And uh, this was like a, a, a pivotal point in our trip. It was almost like the breaking point. And I think it was a combination of the long drives and the uh, car getting towed and the early morning wake-ups. But we roll into Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we got to find a place to park. And we've learned our lesson from the grassy knoll parking lot. We find this Holiday Inn. We pay them 50 bucks to park our car um, just, just down the road from the stadium. And, uh, you know, Rick and I, we were pretty hungry. So we we're like, hey, you know, we didn't stay here last night, but uh, let's enjoy the, uh, you know, continental breakfast. I just gave them 50 bucks for parking. It's the least they could do. I so, agree. And the spread looked fantastic, so there was no stopping us. We oh, saw yeah. this wasn't like your muffins and like you know toast and cereal in a box. Like they had omelet stations. It was a very nice Holiday Inn, and um, so we get in line for the complimentary breakfast. And uh, I guess we just hit our boiling point. And uh, it was like the scene in Wedding Crashers where. Um, you know, in the breakfast scene where Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson just don't want to sit next to each other. And Vince Vaughn's like, I'm just going to go over there, let Baba Ganoush recharge the battery, shut it down, put it in neutral. I don't want to talk about last night. It's just going to get me mad. 
type type scene. And that's what we did. I sat on one side of the room. Rick sat on the other. We both read the papers. We had like 30 minutes alone to breathe, catch our thoughts. And then once we were uh, good, we got back at it. And Rick, I'll let you take it away from uh, for the uh, for the Packers pregame. Absolutely. So that breakfast fueled up our engine for the day. The game was kicking off at one o'clock. We, after we, you know, got back together from having that separated breakfast, we then strolled over to the stadium. And what's so cool about Green Bay, if you've never been there before, is they basically drop an NFL stadium into a quiet little neighborhood. And it is just so funny and somewhat bizarre to see people's houses, just regular you know, single story ranch homes in within like throwing a baseball or football to and from just across the street. It is so wild. It's just there's no NFL city like that. And Green Bay is worth the trip because when you get there, the people are so kind. And for anybody that's been in the Northeast, I'll just shout out and say New York, Philadelphia, Boston. A lot of times you stroll into their territory their city wearing an opposing team swag it doesn't even have to be an arrival but if you're wearing the other team swag you're going to get hated on they're going to be they're going to be you know trash talking cursing they might even throw stuff at you it's like i live in i live in philly and that's a death sentence oh my gosh people literally die going to philadelphia games because they're wearing the wrong team's jersey not playing no, and but that's not the case in Green Bay. And what was so cool was they were playing the Washington Redskins. It was their season opener. There was a lot of excitement both on the Green Bay side, but also the Redskins. It was RG3, Robert Griffin III's, uh, I think, maybe season debut, second game of the year, something like that. And a lot of energy, but you had Redskins fans and Packers fans just drinking, partying together. It was a cool scene, great atmosphere. We got into the stadium early, did our thing, well, got back, down. Back it up just a, just a second right there. Um, remember we went to the frozen tundra? That was pretty cool outside. Yeah, you know what? That was cool, and I really liked that. That was like this uh, outdoor complex that they had set up, again, called the frozen tundra. That's the nickname for the field in Green Bay because it gets cold out there. And, uh, yeah, it was like a, a bar atmosphere right outside the stadium. Very cool. You're right. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so that was um, that was cool. And then, uh, fun fact: uh, Vince Lombardi, he was the legendary coach for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, brought them a couple of Super Bowls and championships. And uh, he is, uh, you know, not not really that fun, but it's just, I guess, a fact. But he's he's actually buried. He has his um, he has his memorial and his uh, his grave in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is our hometown. So, shout out to folks from Red Bank, New Jersey. Shout and, out to Red Bank uh, right there. Legendary coach, uh, no longer with us, but the Packers nonetheless have a legendary atmosphere, as I was saying. We roll into the stadium. Again, got our nosebleed tickets, but I don't think we ended up going anywhere close to those at uh, the start of the game. Absolutely not. We made our way down towards the field area. You know, NFL does a great job. I'm really proud to say. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're not always able to get down out onto the field and see the players and, you know, get our pictures with some of the coaches or cheerleaders or mascots. But that's all right. It's not always about that. It's about just enjoying the environment with the people you love. And that's what we were doing. We were having a great time in Green Bay. Uh, We did spend, I think it was the first, maybe second quarter down on the 
first row area, and that was pretty cool. And uh, Rob, we tell me how it was. Oh, we did. We did. You know, we went down. We were on the first row. We got there early. As soon as the gates opened, 10 a.m., we were in there. And uh, and we, we, we go down. We were watching them warm up. And then uh, we go to the front row. And we hung out there for a while. But the thing is, is that when you go to these NFL games, especially season openers in front row, nobody's selling their tickets or everyone's all the seats are going to be packed, especially for the season opener. Um, so we got to hang out there for a little bit and uh, people were super nice. They were like, yeah, uh, you're cool to hang out here again. It's I think it's uh, the Green Bay vibes, but they were like, dude, you're cool to hang out here. We know these aren't your seats. They're our friend's seats. But when they come, like, just head on back to yours. And we we're like, all right, sounds good. So I had a cheese head on. They love their cheese. So they actually have, uh, uh, instead of, like, baseball caps, like you can get a Packers baseball cap. But they have cheese heads, like foam cheese heads. And women have, like, foam cheese bras that they can wear on the outside of their shirts or, or on the inside. Or on the inside. Cheese um, everywhere. Cheese, cheese everywhere. everywhere. But, um. Yeah, it, it didn't turn into a game that we thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a super like close game, like in the 40s, you know, you know, really staying tight. But the Packers ended up just blown, like running away with it. Um, one of my favorite things about the uh, Green Bay Packers stadium is after uh, the Packers score a touchdown, they play that song that says, I don't want to work. I want to bang on these drums all day. And we must have heard that song like seven times after because they scored so many touchdowns. Yeah, that was really cool. I love their uh, just the energy again, the atmosphere. If there's one NFL team maybe uh, you want to try to get to or you take a trip once a year, that's definitely it. Get up to Lambeau, check it out. Um, you know, I also remember too, Rob, that the seats weren't your traditional seats in the stadium, you know, that's where you've right. got the – You've got the backing to them. you got the cup holder. That's the traditional seat in every stadium for every sport. But that's not the case in Lambeau. In almost every area of the stadium, now there's some more luxurious areas that do have your traditional seating. But for the most part, the whole stadium is just like your high school bleachers. It's just wraparound bleachers, metal, uh, wood seating. And you sit there and you've got 16 inches. That's it doesn't matter how big or how small you are you have 16 inches from your left to your right and and that's what i think also creates just that fun loving atmosphere is you're right up on everyone and you're all in it together and i'm sure when it gets cold in the winter that also is really helpful for them staying so close to each other oh definitely definitely so so the packers win uh we had a blast there it was a lot of fun we uh get in the car we head uh, back to Craig's. Is there anything you want to add on the, on the Packers, Rick? No, just again, phenomenal experience. Rolling back to Craig's. Uh, I think it's getting towards the evening hour at this point, and we got to get some rest because we've got a big day the next one. Oh my gosh, Monday was an absolute banger of a day. Um, so we get back to Craig's. We watch all the afternoon games. Again, they had the spread going. They had like four TVs watching the four o'clocks and the. Uh, the night games and all that. So it was fun. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so we, the next morning, this is how, this is another move that Rick did that is just super impressive. And uh, this is why this trip takes so much planning because not only are we going to see the games, 
but we're also really want to see some stadium tours. And for those of you that aren't familiar with stadium tours, every stadium in the country usually offers a tour where you can go on a non-game day or like very early before the game and pay like 15, 20 bucks. And, and they give you this all access, um, you know, getting you on the field, getting you in the locker rooms and you get, sometimes you just get paired up with an awesome person that really cares about their team and knows all these really cool, fun facts that you wouldn't really know. So it's, it's one of my favorite things of the tours going on uh, uh, the stadium tours. So, I agree. I agree. It's inexpensive. You get a chance to get, see behind the scenes. I know in a couple episodes from now, we'll touch on a few of our favorite tour guides that we've ever, ever experienced. And uh, again, you should definitely yeah. look into that if you're going to check out any sporting event anywhere there in the country. All the stadiums do it. And so we roll over back up to Green Bay. That's right. We head back to Green Bay the following morning just for the tour. That's how much we wanted to see this place. And they had one of the best tours you could think of because there's so much history in and from behind the history of the team. Just going back 100 years. It's crazy. Yeah, they have so many rings, so much history. Vince Lombardi, they actually have a museum of, of everything. And a big thing that uh, the Packers do when they score a touchdown is called the Lambeau Leap. I don't know who created it, but it's basically the player just jumps into the crowd. And you'll see people do that all the time now. And uh, you could actually do your Lambeau Leaps in the museum. They had a thing set up. Um, which was really cool. And then they also had Vince Lombardi's desk and like his whole office with like the real stuff. Um, so you could see yeah, you behind sat that. At that desk. You sat at that desk. I did. I did. You weren't I supposed signed some to. Documents. Were, I, I signed there, a napkin. There was definitely those stanchions set up to say, don't go past that. Granted, there wasn't a sign, but I thought the stanchions were like self, like, you know, you, you see that, you know, you're not supposed to go by it. Yeah, but you gotta I didn't see real, a sign. Real, you know what to go go there. Now, I, you know, I did. I did. I crossed the line. Not going to lie. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. Great photo. Yeah. And then a fun fact about the Packers. I know we're talking a lot about them, but they are the only sports franchise to be owned by the public. Little history lesson here. Um, they were going to go under uh, Green Bay's not a big market. It's probably the smallest market in all of sports. And they were going to go under, they were no longer going to be a team and they needed to fundraise. And the, the re the reason of the Packers is because of the packing industry up there. And, uh, they got a, um, they got a bunch of people in town together and pooled a lot of money and everybody bought shares of the Packers and just contribute. It was basically like a GoFundMe before GoFundMe's were around. And they and and what's cool is you get a share. It's worth nothing, no money, no nothing. The only thing you get paid out in is wins. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And Rick, tell them about the tour a little bit. Yeah, so the tour was sweet. Got a chance to check out the suites that they had. You got a chance to go down out onto the field. Um, we really got a chance to see the whole thing. And that's the best part about these tours. They're about two hours long. You got to do them. And we love them so much that when we got done with Green Bay's tour, we went straight back to the city of Milwaukee, but not to Craig's. We went to the 
baseball stadium home to the Milwaukee Brewers because that night we were going to watch a game, but that afternoon they were offering a tour. So we wanted to check out their stadium and we got all access. Rob, we went where we go, dugouts, bullpens, locker rooms, you name it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. Um, You actually, you actually, if I remember correctly, at one point, the grounds crew, if you can picture this, they're getting ready for their evening ball game. It's like maybe three in the afternoon. They're watering down the grass, the infield, trying to prep things for the big, you know, MLB game happening in a few hours. And who does Rob Brandt think he is? But none other than walks out onto the field, says, hey, let me let me show you how this is done. I'm wearing flip-flops. I'm wearing flip-flops, jeans, and a Brewers t-shirt. <laughs> you, you, you were no grounds, grounds operator, but you got out there and did your very best because this man started hosing it down like he was a firefighter. Oh yeah, and, got, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was like it wasn't like one of those little garden hoses that you have in your house. It's like a legit hose that firefighters would use to put out fires. Like it uh, had a lot of kick to it. A lot of kick. So, it was so impressive though because I think one of the Cubbies players was in the dugout and he came over to you. And goes, I gotta have your picture. I gotta get a picture with you. And you got yeah. your picture with one of the Cubs players. You then went to the bullpen and started throwing BP in the bullpen, as I recall. I've got photos to prove it. Oh yeah, uh, that was just that was a really fantastic tour. They couldn't have been nicer. You were trying on catcher's gear at one point. You were you, Rick. I remember this. You went into we were hanging out in the dugout. I got the picture with the Cubs guy, and then our tour guide was like, "Okay, everybody, this way, out of the dugout, out of the dugout." And uh, and you just like kind of kind of like dipped out into like this other room and saw some catcher's gear and started putting it on. You're like, Rob, come take a picture. Take a picture of me putting on this catcher's gear. <laughs> Listen, I-, I said it when I was in the fifth grade and I'll say it again. Put me in, coach. I can play. Put me in. <laughs> oh, man, that tour was awesome. We had a blast. And uh, and then I-, I-, I don't remember. I think we might. Do we leave or do we stay? Well, we left, I think, briefly, but we came back early because, of course, you always want to get to the stadiums early, be the first ones to get in when the gates open. And one of the biggest things I'll always remember about Milwaukee baseball is that when we were walking up to the stadium hours before the game, you would have thought this was a Monday night football game the way they were tailgating. It was impressive. They, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, oof. my gosh. They had, like, it was packed. It was packed with people. Um, they had you know, cornhole going, uh, tailgating. It was as if you were going to a football game with the tailgating. And what's crazy, Rick, is they, like, if you go to a Mets game uh, or a Phillies game or some some other team that's in September that's out of the playoffs, it's like a ghost town. <laughs> it's true. And these guys were anything but that. This place was packed. It was a zoo. Um, we got there. We got in early. I remember – this was actually so much fun because Craig, the guy we were staying with, and he was our host for so many days, came with us. And we love that. We love when we crash with a buddy and they, you know, they, they're so nice and having us. But then they become part of the trip and come with us to the games. That is so fun. And I remember Craig even brought one of his buddies along. And so here and you know you what's have- funny is we actually like taught them like how to move on down because baseball games in September are probably the easiest. I don't think. Even even before we started doing this, Rick, I don't even think I ever sat in my regular seat at a, at a baseball game because in September, just because the team's probably out of the playoffs, um, and uh, you know, so many seats and not a lot of people are going to be there. 
but it was funny because we got to coach up um coach up craig and his buddy on how to move down with like hey just grab a couple beers have them in your hands and just walk by the usher that's, um, what, can, that's what we're about people helping people and i'm sure they've used those lessons many times since then and it was a good game, fun game. I remember, what, what is the sausages' names, Rob? Tell the people a little bit about the sausages in Milwaukee and the race they do. So, yeah, so the Brewers really uh, embrace the, uh, the bratwurst, the sausages that they, that they love up there. Um, so, uh, the, the, the Milwaukee people. So, they have this thing. I forget what inning it is. It might be like the fifth inning. Uh, and just to keep the fans entertained, they have a sausage race. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, there's five sausages, and they uh, they start at home plate. Now, these, and... sausages, these sausages are mascot-looking people. They're human beings dressed in mascot attire. They're, the mascots are seven feet tall, so they're big, long sausages. And they're running along the warning track. And they're just dressed in different attire based upon what kind of sausage they are. It's hysterical. Oftentimes, uh, they are so top-heavy, they fall over. Uh, I know we got a good laugh out of it. We were looking forward to it, and yeah. it, it did not disappoint. It was great. They have So the sausages are a bratwurst, uh, dressed like a ger- – it's a sausage dressed as a German guy, a Polish sausage, obviously, an Italian sausage, a hot dog, and a chorizo that has a sombrero on it. Oh, yeah. And it was just uh, hilarious to watch that race. And then uh, more importantly, um, Rick is a huge scorecard fan. This kid busts out the scorecard every baseball game we go to. Every game. He actually prints it out like a week in advance probably and fills in the roster and has it all like he he gets them laminated after he's done with them. That's how much he, he loves taking notes. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty big baseball nerd, and doing the scorecard is probably one of my all-time favorite things to do, to sit inside of a major league stadium and, and just keep the book. And then you know what? Sometimes, every once in a while, you're at a game where something crazy happens, and it's just cool to, to kind of capture that. And I've got a hefty binder back home with all these guys laminated with the ticket stubs, and I'm proud of it. But what I remember most about that game was – the Milwaukee Brewers had the most attractive young lady mm-hmm, sitting mm-hmm, first row mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. home plate for years, for years. And you know what this woman was doing? She was beautiful. She was doing the scorecard every single game. And I just loved watching Brewers games. It was her fantastic. Name is, her, her name, Here we her are name in Milwaukee. is Hot Amy, a.k.a. Amy Scorecard. And... I didn't coin the phrase, but, you know, it it works. It's got a good, you know, it, it just sounds exactly. nice. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Brewers won, so we're on another, you know, another win. So we got three in the books. And, oh, four, four that's right. Four. Yeah, the Packers won, so now we're 4-0. And we, we end the night. We, uh, we roll back to, to Pigs' place. And uh, we crashed there because we had to get uh, we had to get up nice and early the next day, Tuesday. And I'm gonna end this episode here. This is the, this is the uh, closing remarks of episode two because yeah, you know, 
you know, we had a great time up there in, in the state of Wisconsin, definitely would go back. But the next day, Tuesday, we're making our way out towards Iowa. And that was really the precipice of our trip. It was the whole purpose for our trip. We wanted to get out to the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa. So here we are already exhausted, ready to get some rest. And the final night at Pigs is, uh, you know, couldn't have been better. And again, one last shout out to him for hosting. Um, I know the next episode, we're really going to talk about some hilarious moments and some fond memories being out on that ball field. We're going to roll into Dyersville, Iowa, cornfields in the middle of Iowa. And we're just going to spend the whole episode talking about um, talking about our trip out there. And if I remember, Rob, I think you almost got arrested, didn't you? Uh, yep, yep, yep. That almost happened. And uh, you, you almost, yeah, we'll, we'll leave something for the, for the, for the episode. But big shout out to Craig Pignataro, uh, MVP, Craig, Craig Pigs, President 2020. Calling it. Calling <laughs> it. All right, folks. All right. See you guys later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.